0: it going everybody my name is kyle grady i am a through hiker i am a backpacker i am just a big old hiking nerd and every single week on this podcast i chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail this gentleman on the episode this week christian morgan uh dude it was such a pleasure this guy currently holds the second fastest time in in the world for the appalachian trail and he's gonna be making another attempt at getting the fastest time in just a few weeks here. I love this dude. I'm telling you, he's so humble. We talk about that. Um, he just has so much good insight and he really, really appreciates the Appalachian Trail and its culture. It was so cool getting to talk to him. We, we did an in-person interview, which I don't normally do on this show. I've only done a few before and I don't really have the, uh, the proper equipment set up to do this and so the audio quality is a little bit uh i'll just say it's not quite as good as it normally is on this one so i do apologize it'll be back to normal next week but um that's just the best i had for this and uh, i still think it's worth a listen i just had so much fun on this episode i don't even want to do this introduction anymore i think we should just jump into it episode number 143 with christian morgan All right, I'm very excited to welcome back, although it's been a long time, Christian Morgan to Trail Tales. How's it going, man?
1: Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to uh, meet you in person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for everybody listening, we're doing this in person, which I've only done a few in-person episodes of Trail Tales ever. And I'm pretty sure Flossie has been the only guest that's ever done in person. So here we are in New Hampshire. Christian is up here uh, getting ready to do another attempt at the Appalachian Trail. FKT which I'm super excited to follow along so thank you for coming. Um, thank you for chatting and we also got the chance to hike together not run there's no way I'm keeping up with this guy but um, we just got the chance to hike a couple miles together the other day and uh, it was really awesome so I'm excited to have you back on the show. Um, I feel like there's so I don't even know where to start dude like um, yeah. do you even remember it's been so long since our last episode was our last episode before the third attempt or was it before the second attempt?
1: It was after the first attempt. It was in 2020. Man. I was in Thailand and it was just as the pandemic was breaking out. Wow.
0: That's crazy, dude. Um, So obviously a lot's happened since then. I guess probably the best way to start because it's been so long is just to have yourself just give like an introduction, um, certainly talk about the attempts and some of the other stuff you've done. Yeah. Um, Just remind people what's going on.
1: Yeah. Well, like... uh yeah, I'm just someone who enjoys being out on the trail, you know. I'm um, not really a big name or anything. I wouldn't call myself any you know, famous ultra runner or anything like that. Just, uh, But over the past couple of years, I mean, I guess my love with the Appalachian Trail all started from listening to podcasts and hearing about... Uh, it was... Uh, Carl Meltz used to talk about um, his... Uh, about the Appalachian Trail and then Scott Jurek went for the record in I think it was 15 Karl also went for it in 16 I was listening to this progress on podcasts and then mm-hmm. 17 yes String Bean self-supported and then my friend Carol Sabe invited me to go and pace him in 2018 so I was able to you know uh, see the trail firsthand, and um, yeah my love of the AT was born yeah 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 um
0: can we can we just briefly go through so he he's about to do his his fourth attempt which i really admire like the fact that you're like so determined and like you're sticking with it and and you keep going after it and we can go down that rabbit hole too but um just briefly like we're going to talk quite a bit about the third attempt um but um what were like what happened on the first two attempts um what were those like
1: yeah learning experiences yeah I mean definitely my first attempt was 2019 straight after I helped Carol Uh, it lasted less than a week I got to Hot Springs and uh, my crew fell apart Um, that's right I remember I remember talking about this now. yeah so anyone wants to listen more in detail about that I guess those guys can go back to that episode yeah Um, Do you remember what number it is? No. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even remember what it was. (laughs) Yeah. but So that was my first attempt. um, And uh, yeah, what what was the question? Where were we going? (laughs) Um, Just like briefly, like what happened with the first two. Oh, sure. Yeah, the first two. And then um, my crew fell apart in 2019. I couldn't get here because of the pandemic in 20. Um, So I stayed in the UK, set the record on Britain's longest national trail, so that was pretty good. I see. Saw that as a stepping stone towards the Appalachian Trail, mm. and then Twenty One came back again just after Hot Springs. I this time, I, I, you know, like my bo- I think my body let me down, but in hindsight, you know, I could have probably got through it, but I didn't have the mental fortitude to uh, persevere through the physical hardship, uh, which was some kind of I don't know a doctor tendinopathy or something. Um, So yeah, I stepped off trail uh, called Quits. But actually what I did was uh, in 2021 was I then stepped back onto trail in Hanover and I did like hiked the rest of the trail uh, with the through hikers. And uh, yeah, just uh, did 450 miles with a a group called the Dirty Bubble. (laughs) Cool hikers, uh, like an old guy called Reckless Savannah and then just really embraced being on the trail as a hiker.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, which I think is so cool. By the way, I was gonna, I was gonna say this at some point, but um, having gotten to know, uh, gotten to know him pretty well over the last like I don't know week or so, and you know we had talked quite a bit before that. Um, I don't know too much about ultra running and FKTs, obviously, but um, just like I feel like it's intuitive. I don't want to stereotype people stereotyping ultra runners, but um. I feel like there might be some people out there anyway that have this notion that like oh they're just thinking about the record they're just thinking about the competitive nature of it and they might not have the appreciation for the trail and the culture that surrounds it that you know a normal say thru hiker would and um, I don't want to say I have that attitude but I will say I've been very like impressed with how much you care about not just the record but the trail itself in the culture. And so when you told me that you went and did that, would you say 450 mile section just as a normal through hiker, I thought that was so cool because I don't know, that's just not what you, or I'll speak for myself. I, I should probably do that. Like that's just not what I would imagine that like a, a normal like ultra runner would do. And I, and I definitely could be wrong about that obviously cause I don't know very much about it, but like, I don't know. I've just, yeah, I've been very impressed with like, I, I can really tell that you value the trail, and the culture and the people and the whole through hiking um experience like way beyond just going for the record and i I just wanted to tell people that just because i i I was telling my girlfriend about this the other day and we were facetiming too i just i just really respect that and i admire that
1: oh thanks it means a lot to me and it's like true you know I, i i was just telling you on the way over here of um uh, well, we'll get to that later on. I'm going to for the record again this year, but I just uh, bought an iPhone with um, half a terabyte on, and downloaded like every single yeah. episode of Trail Tales. <laughs> I just, this, uh, no, I really enjoy listening to uh, hikers, and, you know, it's such a journey, and it's a longer journey in time duration. It's the same distance as, say, uh, an, an ultra-run is going to go for, but it's just different. I'm, I am just definitely attracted to being away from main, like society and just getting your pack and being on the trail. Yeah, I'm not just uh, thinking how fast can I do this and yeah, I think there is a stereotype of maybe uh, non-runners thinking oh you know what's the guy in a rush for her? and he's yeah. missing out on all this um so uh, yeah i mean I, I definitely consider myself a hiker as well as a runner yeah <laughs> for sure
0: i think that's so awesome let's talk about what you just said there a second ago about downloading the uh the music and the the comedy from every state yeah. can you explain what that is because that that honestly goes back to like what i was saying there and how you're you're really trying to like immerse yourself in it beyond just going for the record. Um, yeah. So what are you doing there? Tell everybody.
1: No, I just came up with this idea. I I have to, you know, keep myself, Uh, mentally engaged and and I thought a way to do that would be to split the states up into uh, 14 files um, in Spotify and download uh, the music artists like I've decided 10 is a good number I think I've got more in Virginia I was going to say yeah (laughs) but yeah so, yeah, I've, I've just got uh, music artists from each state, and they even started adding comedians as well from each <laughs> state. So, and I, I'm, what I'm going to do is, like, when I'm in one particular state, I'm only allowed to listen to music and comedy from that state, and have to, like, I can't, I'm going to go south, so I can't really jump to Georgia until I get to Georgia. Yeah. I just think it's a nice way to intellectually engage yourself um, as well as physically. So, I think that's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's such a, honestly, a, an idea that just normal through hikers could adopt too, although maybe not just limit yourself to that. Maybe just choose like two for each state that you can listen to while you're there. Um, I don't know, maybe there's some crazy guy that wants to listen to nothing but Virginia artists for 500 miles in a month or however long it takes them. But uh, no, I think that's so cool. And just like another example of how you're like kind of, yeah, I already said it, like immersing yourself in, I guess, not even just the AT's culture, but the, the culture of the areas that you're traveling through to. I think that's like, um, I think that's so cool. And um, anyways, we're kind of, we're kind of getting sidetracked here, but um, not really. That's what, that's what a podcast is all about, right? It's Isn't like, it just about, <laughs> like,
1: uh, Spontaneous organic conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But, I guess, yeah. but the reason, what I was going to say is I do want to talk about um, a little bit more in depth about what happened last year in 2022 on the attempt so, my understanding is you you still did finish the trail that time and pretty damn fast too. What happened?
1: Yeah, so uh, I was on, I mean, yeah, so I finished the trail in 44 days, uh, four hours and 54 minutes. So, average is really annoyingly 49.97 <laughs> like miles a day. Uh, so the way I see it is the little toilet breaks I took off to the side must have made it be 50 (laughs) miles yeah definitely but I can't but yeah so um, I was on record pace Uh, you know there was a lot of trials and tribulations along the way I I, uh, tore my quad muscle and couldn't run for two days just hiked uh, for two days still covered almost 100 miles but it was down south so it was easier to rain yeah then I came back to running and I, I Tore my quad muscle a a second time, sorry. So I had to have another day's hiking. Was it the same same quad? Different, same quad, but different place. Wow. Yeah. Um, And then, so I got through that eventually, and I was uh, I gained twelve miles on the record. Then I lost twelve miles on the record, and we were even. And then um, at one point, I got up to another twenty-seven miles ahead of Carol, the record holder. And uh, then eventually, what happened was I started to lose that little bit day by day and it was really frustrating and I got to day 32 I was 10 miles ahead of record pace that morning um, set off and I just had a really bad day and I just had a mental break mental meltdown mm. and I just said to my crew in the afternoon I said that's it I quit took my shoes off it's a supported attempt by the way so I have a crew um took my shoes off jumped in the van and i said i quit and my crew uh chief said to me so each crew has someone who's really in charge i guess we're more of a team but gun section who also happens to be my mom um said yeah you may be quit christian you're right but we're not quitting you know and mm-hmm. so yeah that night we went to a hotel uh or even that day it was in the afternoon uh i, I uh got changed had a wash had a shave went out to a steak restaurant had a big steak glass of red wine felt completely drunk (laughs) after one glass of red wine didn't even finish it came out went to bed started the next day and finished the trail in the second uh, uh, you know after 44 days the second time fastest time ever Mm -hmm. Um, just uh, uh, 40 yeah as I said 44 days uh, 4 hours and 54 minutes okay okay and did
0: you did you know when when did you know that you were going to be coming back for your fourth attempt
1: so what happened was um, I went to Utah uh, to go and see uh, Carl Meltzer's race the Speedcoat 50k a lot of the hikers use Speedcoats so they'll know who Carl Meltzer is the guy behind the trail named Speedcoat behind the shoe so he has a race down in utah and i went over there and carl said to me hey if you go south maybe i could uh crew you and um yeah like i did because he crewed scott uric in 2021 and scott uh stepped off trail with a quad injury after six days and uh anyway he sparked this idea in my mind and i thought yeah have carl melzer crew me that sounds really good um so the, the idea came from carl and and he really uh got me thinking. So yeah. th- that's what got me thinking. I'm actually going to come back.
0: But there must have been something in your mind before that too. I mean, if you've already done three attempts, unless, unless I don't know, I mean, maybe actually, you had just like totally
1: written it off after the third one. I think one. at the time uh, I was saying, I kept on saying to myself, this is enough pain for one person for more than a lifetime, like the physical pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was it was pretty soon afterwards, but not immediately. Yeah. You know, um, I wasn't like, oh, I was so close. I wanted to get it the Because, I mean, I actually gave up on day 32. You know, I, I just... It, there was nothing wrong with me physically. Um, what happened was I let Carol get inside my head because uh, he was catching up with me a little bit by little. And I guess instead of letting him eventually, even though he wasn't there, but, you know, his, kind his time was catching yeah. up with me. Instead of letting that happen, I just kind of, I guess... I, got, I became weak, let my opponent uh, get inside my head, and forgot about my, about my own performance and just quit. So it, it takes a while to kind of recognize, you know, without using excuses, why you didn't get the record. I mean, I quit on day thirty-two, yeah, and then I came back and I got the second fastest time, but that's what I, I wasn't aiming for. That so, right. I guess in a way, for me, it was another failure. It was like wow, look at me, I'm the second fastest. It was like well. I've been trying this for years and I didn't get it again. Yeah. But yeah, soon after I thought, I think I can get this.
0: Yeah, I think you can too, man. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see how it plays out. So you're, you know, yeah. this will be out just a, a couple of days after we're recording here. Um, I don't know. I guess, are you comfortable like saying like your start date and all that publicly?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy to say, um, I say the start date's around the 1st of July, Mm -hmm. but as as I was saying to you over here in the car on the way, I I could probably do with starting on a Monday, (laughs) just to, you know, have a clean start. So that, it's going to be around the beginning of July. Okay. Yeah. So just a few weeks here as of the time of this recording. Um, Yeah, very close. And
0: and the way that we were able to get connected here is, uh, you know, I'm living up here just for, you know... Couple months, uh, being a little vague there, as far as <laughs> my location and stuff. But Shady. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm up here, and uh, you came up here to do some training. We're talking about the White Mountains, um, and I know I just saw that uh, Christian was up here, and I was like, well, she'll shoot him a message, um, and I was like shit like maybe he can do something did I, did I said your name right I always f- fucking Christian that's right okay. Christian yeah it's because it's spelled it's spelled differently um, <laughs> spelled with a K, it's spelled yeah. a K yeah, instead of like a you know C H anyways um, so I saw that he was up here and I was like well shit maybe we can link up and do a podcast at least and um I don't know. What went into your decision to come up here specifically for training? Um, you've only been up here a couple of weeks, right?
1: Yeah, I've been here a couple of weeks now. So I've been in Thailand since the start of the year um, uh, in between the mountains of the north and the island down south. And then I have a friend here called Veronica who paced me last year a little bit. In fact, I only met her just last year on the Appalachian Trail. She asked if I wanted some company through Frank. It's uh Franconia. Yeah. Is it called uh,
0: uh, Franconia Ridge? Franconia Ridge. Yeah, like over Lafayette and Lincoln and all those peaks That's there.
1: That's it, yeah. um, which is also on the Pemi Trail. Yep. 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 So uh, she came out with me, and we stayed friends, and she just said, hey, uh, we've just purchased a house. Um, do you want to use that as your base camp until you start? And it's right pretty much on the Appalachian Trail. So I said, sure, let's do it. So um, by the time... Uh, the beginning of July starts, I would have had a month here in the Whites. And uh, yeah, I gotta say it's, uh, I mean, I know it's tough terrain anyway, but it's a great opportunity to really get myself ready for this attempt. I was gonna say like,
0: again, I don't know anything about running, but you know, I know quite a bit about the AT and like most people say that like the Whites and Southern Maine, which is like part of it is an extension of the Whites actually, it's still part of White Mountain National Forest. Um, You know, most people say that's the hardest part of the trail. And so, intuitively, I just feel like training, you know, spending some time training on the hardest part of the trail has got to be like, it's got to be smart, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not that smart, but that seems smart. So, it
1: makes sense. Yeah, I think it could be smart. I think there's also a risk to overdo it and just injure myself. Yeah. So, I really took myself to the edge now um, I've got a few weeks to go I'm feeling really tired from everything I've done so far just gonna bring it down bring the volume down uh, you know do not do so many big days and stuff I still want to do the Prezi Traverse yeah that should be good um, do most people go south on that is that the traditional route
0: or I think, be, eh. if, think if I were to do it I would probably I mean I've done it on my thru hike but if I was to do it in one shot i probably I'd probably go north to be honest but i also never done it in did one you, shot Did so. you
1: hit all the peaks on the way though like um, did you just stick to actually
0: the AT? you know that's a fair point i actually yeah. did only stick to the at okay, yeah i have done yeah. all the peaks you know over the years but yeah, yeah. never in one shot i want to I do one actually before i leave if i yeah. feel strong enough but
1: so i think it's 19 miles and 8,000 feet of gain and loss or something yeah like so i think i'll that may be my last big day out um, but yeah I mean I hope it's smart <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I hope it's uh, a wise thing to do um my friend said to me the other day you, you know you can't really fake ma- mountain legs yeah you know like you can you can train on the flat stuff and uh you know that's good but yeah you can't fake mountain legs so I'm up here getting my mountain legs in, but plus actually you know I've been in the mountains in Thailand for a good part of the most of this year and uh the mountains are pretty rough there too. So yeah, I, I, I've got a lot of elevation in my legs. Nice. Yeah. Um,
0: since we're talking about training here, mm. are, is there anything you're doing this time around that's like particularly different than what you've done on your during your training for the past attempts? I'm like, you know, I'm just yeah. thinking in terms of like, I feel like there's got to be something. Mm. You know, you must have learned some things. Like, yeah. you
1: must be doing something different. Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so my, my I've been more consistent with my volume. Actually, I kind of made a mistake last year. I wouldn't say I made a mistake, but last year, I think it was April before I started. I started June 1st last year. And in April, I flew out from Thailand went to Tennessee hooked up with um, Warren Doyle and uh, he, Warren Doyle for anyone who doesn't know has done the Appalachian Trail 18 times, <laughs> 9 through hikes and 9 section hikes and he, him and my crew my, um, uh, one of my crew guys Iceman crewed me for a week on the Appalachian Trail, it was like wintry conditions so I did that at, at, so I think it was about 5 or 6 weeks out from before I started I did a 380 mile week you know, uh, five or six weeks out before I started. So then, what I had to do when I came back to Thailand was I had to recover from that, yeah. And then I had to kind of build myself back up, and then I had to imme- the immediately like taper, and taper is just a term people in sport use to bring your volume down. Mm-hmm. So I think this year I haven't had such a crazy week. I've been really consistent with around eighty miles a week, with twenty to thirty thousand feet of vert, and. Yeah, I've just been holding that steady. Um, But the main thing that I've actually done different, Kyle, is just prepare myself mentally. Um, Okay. Because the physical preparation is one thing that just trying to take a deep dive inside myself and say, you know, Christian, like you didn't have what it took to get the record last year. You know, do you really think you've got what it takes to get it this year? And I guess, I mean, it's almost impossible to say. Yeah. Because you won't know until you're in that situation when everything, your, you know, your internal, like every fiber, every cell in your body um, just says, I don't want this. And what's going to fight against that and say, yes, you do, Christian. So just being prepared, I think, for the biggest internal battle of my life, I guess.
0: Okay, that's so interesting. Like, you know, the only... Yeah, I have a hard time not comparing it to just like a normal through hike because that's just what I know. But obviously, like the mental stuff, though, it is certainly on a different scale. Um, the mental stuff when it comes to just a regular through hike is like so important, too. And I think that's ultimately what drives the most people off trail. Um, I mean, a fair amount of people get injured, especially at the start, but uh, certainly a lot of people I'll say. And um, so I don't know. That's just, that's just interesting to hear. Um so on your, or sorry, before your previous attempts, um, did you, this might be a dumb question to ask a professional fucking ultra runner, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here, folks. Um, did you spend a lot of time thinking about that mental preparation or, or did you not? Did you not spend enough? It kind of sounds like maybe you didn't spend enough. Um, I'm just curious like what you did in terms of mental prep for the other attempts and um kind of how that compares to this time because it sounds like you're you're taking it a little bit more seriously this time
1: yeah i mean i did i thought i did enough mental prep because i wouldn't have attempted it unless i thought i could get the record last year in fact every single year so i think also to take into consideration i'm gonna go for the record like in a couple of weeks and my base is i'm the second fastest in the world Mm -hmm. So last year when I was going for the record, my base was, okay, I spent, um, my, I drew my confidence from, I've spent 15 days on trail with a record holder running two thirds of each one of his days. But now, you know, I've never done the whole trail. Um, but I, I, so I guess your mental strength is also increased by your experiences. Yeah. And my experience from last year that now I'm the second fastest in the world, um, I guess I'm the world's number one contender, cause yeah. I'm the second fastest, and I'm, you know, out to set new records. So, that's gonna um, provide me something to draw on as mm-hmm. well. But every single year, I always thought I could do it. Yeah. Um, so it's not like uh, I ever went in feeling there was a part missing. But looking back in hindsight, you can always yeah, it's, see it's think, easier. Oh, man, that's I felt like an amateur then. Yeah. And. Uh, So I feel better prepared than I ever have done before now. That's, that's good. Um, would you say the same thing in
0: terms of like your confidence going into it? Yeah. I know it's a a little bit different, right? You can feel like you're the best prepared that you've ever been, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the confidence. I don't know.
1: Well, I, I guess the difference with my confidence this year is I am, I have completed the trail in the second fastest time. And it's a funny thing. like, like if you ask me like what has that done to my confidence it hasn't really you'd think doing something like that like I said uh a while ago you know setting the second fastest time is meant to I guess normally you would think wow that's such a a, like you can boast about that or whatever yeah but for me I failed to set the record you know so and I drew a lot of lessons so instead of thinking spending all my time thinking about what i've achieved last year i guess i've spent most of my time thinking about what mistakes i made yeah and how i can improve upon them mm-hmm. so the difference with this year is i've got this whole experience that i can draw on from last year um and, and try to bring those lessons forward and not make those same mistakes again this year yeah that, that's definitely the difference from any other uh, previous attempt
0: yeah that makes sense let's uh, let's talk about some of that stuff a little bit more specifically and we had talked about this a little bit when we were hiking the other day too and i i find it very fascinating um and i was actually going to lead into this too that's why i started asking like how the training was different this time um, but now i guess we're we'll go into like when you're actually out there um i don't know just like what are what are some of the things you're going to do differently? Yeah, yeah, in terms of when you're actually out there compared to uh, the last last couple of times.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's a good question. Um, so, I I was starting. I think last time or last year uh, when I was going for the record, a lot of. Strategies I was kind of drawing from my experiences with Carol or Carol Mm. um, uh, during his attempt in 2018. So one of the things Carol did was start either 4 a.m. or a little bit before, and uh, you know he had his reasons, and uh, I thought his reasons were good. You know, it was running his 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 nighttime or dark hours in the morning when he was fresh, yeah, able to look forward to sunrise get new energy and then carry on throughout the day but um so i copied that approach last year but actually i've been thinking to myself uh, like this year i want to make this attempt more my own attempt and you know put my take on it and my um Mm -hmm. ideas so i'm going to push the start time forward uh by an hour and start at five, uh, just because getting up at half three in the morning feels like it's night time and yeah. uh half four in the morning and then starting at five feels like it's the very beginning of the day. By the minute. Yeah. For me the day begins at five AM. So yeah, I just think um psychologically that is gonna be which means I finish an hour later, of course. Yeah. But um a lot of the time on trail last year I was finishing you know sometimes uh 45 minutes before sunset or you know before it got dark so i'm actually going to have more daylight hours i guess doing that mm-hmm. um but that may be four thirty uh to begin with just because i've noticed the sunrise is four fifty 50 a.m in the morning on the first of july in maine mm-hmm. actually maine gets the first sunrise yeah yeah that's pretty cool isn't it man? is yeah 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 uh, that's one thing um I guess one of the other things is to work as a team because there was eventually with the strategy and how far we were going to go each day and the final destination and stuff, um, there was sometimes uh, some ideas that weren't aligning with me and the crew. So sometimes I felt like I was battling the crew, I was getting in, I was tired and I was saying, okay, carry on and um, do this or do that. And so I just kind of want to come into this with a strategy where I'm not told what to do we all know what's happening because I don't really like getting told what to do Yeah. And so I think if we just go in there with a plan um, and, then, and then one of the other things is as well is I had this roof tent last year uh, called it snuggles yeah because <laughs> you're so comfortable and um I bet all the three hikers are out there thinking, oh my gosh, this guy's important. <laughs> no, no, He's got no. a roof tent. <laughs> what, what is this? But yeah, I mean, you know what? I helped set the supported record. I liked it. I liked training with it. So I'm going for the supported record. There is a self-supported, but I'm not going for it. So yeah, I had a roof tent, and um, I just found myself being a bit too drawn towards the roof tent. So um, what I'm doing is uh, fine-tuning... Uh, seeing the crew at a road crossing and then let's say there's a few hours of daylight left or they can't meet me till um, way on the other side when I uh, would like to stop. So that means I'm going to camp in the woods, which I've done loads of times before, but I just need to be doing it after a 55-mile day, be (laughs) efficient with it, and wake up and do another 55-mile day the next day. So, you know, there's a little bit more... Um, urgency in there yeah and I'm just fine tuning that because you need a good sleep uh, so I think there are three of the main things I'm doing different okay this year interesting yeah that's we talked
0: about this quite a bit when we were hiking the other day it's like that's one of the things I never even thought of when I think about people doing these record attempts it's like no sometimes you are going to end up actually camping on trail like I always just assumed you could always make it so that you're at a road crossing. And I'm sure you probably, you know, prefer that and, and try to do that, but there's sometimes where that's just not possible, huh?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess there needs to be within reason. I mean, it's no point me going 20 minutes further uh, onto the trail to sleep in my tent if I can be in the roof tent. So I think that needs to be like a threshold. Yeah. So maybe 13 minutes is the threshold because obviously 30 minutes a day further on trail not that it would be every day but if it was say for half of the time that's um, 10 hours you know yeah. half a day um, and some of these records come down to less than that mm-hmm. you know um, to knock 10 hours off a record is pretty amazing actually so yeah I think But, yeah, you're right. There's so many road crossings, it's almost like it may be unnecessary. But finishing at a road crossing, um, I think, so, within 30 minutes is the reason. Then, Within reason. But then if you can maybe, let's say you've got 45 minutes a day before you want to finish. Okay, so, I'm going to carry on into the woods. Because that's, that 3.5 miles an hour, that's, what is that, 2 miles or something like that? Mm -hmm. Something, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, Dan. I guess... um, let's let's
0: take it back to a pretty basic level so i i know there's probably going to be especially because it's year on specifically there's going to be some people that are very familiar with the whole record setting and like these um fkts and stuff but i'm sure there's probably a lot of folks probably the majority of folks that are more like me and don't know quite as as much about it what does um it's a very basic question but like what does your crew do like where are they meeting you like what are they bringing you what are they setting up like just how does that whole like dynamic work
1: yeah yeah okay so um so they're going to meet me um maybe in between say four and six times a day you know Uh, oh wow okay yeah depending on um depending on uh like there's some big stretches like the Smokies you know it's uh, there's a, some 30 mile stretches and then also up north um, hard to access roads yeah forest service roads so when I do like let's say I see the crew I run in um, I'll have a, a running pack on pretty light <laughs> running pack yeah um, and uh Yeah, I mean, I would have consumed probably all my calories, which will just be regular trail foods, you know, maybe, uh, you know, trail mix, uh, Snickers, uh, some salty foods, Mm -hmm. maybe the difference, I'll have some electrolyte drinks with me. So I guess I I want to replenish my food. So the crew are there, I get some food off them, change my water bottles from empty to full and just carry on yeah i mean it's i guess it's that basic yeah you know they're just there it's like a nascar (laughs) that's a good that's a good way to put it actually it's like get him in change the tires get him out i mean yeah yeah like you don't want to be spending a lot of time with the crew interesting and then what about camping are they like setting up the tent and like cooking you food and stuff like how does that work yeah so on the night time um Thanks to, yeah, Backpackers Pantry, thank you. Uh, they supplied me some meals, and uh, I'll have one of those meals. And uh, I'll... last year I was having Ensure which was full of protein, like I was having... I, think I don't was, know that brand. Ensure is like in Walmart, and it's a bit like a chocolate milk or a strawberry or vanilla, and you, they can have like 30 grams of protein, oh, well. and more 20, 28 grams of protein. Is this just like a powder? No, no, it's actually already a liquid. It's in a small Oh, okay. and you uncap it. And so I was having like a camping meal last year. Well, I'll, well I'm going to be doing this year is well. I'm going to have a camping meal. Um, and either if it's not an inch or just like a protein drink because at the end of the day you want to stack your you know you want to repair your muscles Mm -hmm. so the crew yes they would have created uh, a camping meal for me Um, they'll have me uh, like a drink with protein in it Uh, I'll have to wash my feet because you've got to look after your feet I usually file down if I've got to each day I do a little bit of a file so those calluses don't get too big Um, and then uh, yeah I mean sometimes I take ice you know uh, on a certain part of my body and and then within hope the aim is within less than 30 minutes I'm in bed yeah Um,
0: so it's gotta be it's all just quick
1: yeah really quick
0: I mean obviously Uh, and then in the mornings
1: I wake up um, I get dressed uh, there's already some oatmeal ready for me and a cold black coffee eat the oatmeal drink the coffee uh, and just go so the the crew are like my base station. Yeah. But yeah, but if I'm staying out on trail, um, then probably I won't be able to wash my feet. I won't be able to have the ice. Um, so it's going to be a lot more basic. It'll just be like a regular thru hiker, but trying to do it quick. Yeah. Set tent up, eat, sleep, wake up, go.
0: Go, yeah. Man, that sounds it sounds so stressful just
1: <laughs> for like over
0: forty days, just constantly. Just thinking about the time, like even when you're just, you know, sitting there. Um, at the end of the day, it's like, like you even said, like thirty minutes or less. So it's like, oh, that just sounds so stressful to me. Like it's just you're so this, just go go this, go for that long. This straight. is
1: really interesting. So I mean, there was, there was a guy picked me up called Peter Wetzel yesterday. He he's on FastestKnownTimes.com. These guys record times on trails around them. Mm-hmm. and he's got the fastest yo-yo oh fastest, really yeah he's 74 now he's a uh, uh a, he was a meteorologist um and uh hiker trash as well nice like tall guy with a big beard gray hair long hair and he picked me up yesterday because he wants to help out help us out and i said just take me to the trail let's hang out and see how we get on and I really liked what he said um, because I described the Appalachian Trail as being in jail like (laughs) yeah you're in jail you really can't do anything Um, you know you're going past these beautiful scenes and you can turn your head look but you have to carry on you really can't stop yeah and yeah it's like being in jail it's like you don't have control over your all your normal desires of a human being to stop and sit down and talk at a campfire or look at a view or go and soak in the river or whatever it is like you can't succumb to your normal human desires so it's like being in jail and he said he heard me make that comment and he said it's kind of negative he said you're going to go into a space that the only person has been there in the world is carol survey and you're entering that space and to be in that space is a privilege Mm -hmm. so like you kind of in a way and i like to get advice from people who are older than me because i feel there's a lot of wisdom and experience Mm -hmm. he flipped my mind upside down yesterday and thought you know he's right i need to and this is part of mental preparation it's no good thinking and i know you said it's kind of depressing but it i guess it is kind of depressing but on the other side of that is to experience something in life that probably no one else in the world is going to experience and that's just i guess discipline to maybe beyond imagination yeah and and, and i guess what comes with that is after you've finished you know i don't know what it feels like but i'm wondering what it's like on the other side yeah (laughs) you know yeah it attracts me
0: yeah definitely i think you're gonna get to experience it too um man there's so this is so good dude. This, there's so much there like i guess um i'm kind of going all over the place with the questions now but uh another pretty basic question a little bit more along these like philosophical lines i'm sure you've answered this before but i gotta know like why are you doing this like what drew you i know you talked a little bit okay. about the at specifically but more just like what, like why are you so persistent in going for this record um, like beyond you know what you just mentioned there like what does it bring you I mean four attempts yeah. and it's one thing just to do one attempt but like you're you know you're on your fourth yeah. here and like obviously like it's something that's you know very I mean you've it seems like you've pretty much designed your whole life for these past number of years around it just take this in whatever direction you want but just why you know
1: yeah I, I really struggled with that question before because I guess I didn't really really I know, knew the answer
0: so you 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 were going through all this all this effort you know financial aspect like you know everything it's encompassing your life and you and you still didn't really have like a clear a clear reason I'm
1: starting to have more of an understanding um, now and my I think interpretation as to why I'm doing this, it's still like a little bit cloudy. Because I guess as years go by, you have more clarity on past actions. But for now, um, I'll say this: uh, I wanted to. I wanted to choose. I always, when I was a young boy, I always thought I would be good at something. Like not, but not, but not good, but like the best, you know, in the world. And. Um, or maybe that's the wrong word, the most accomplished, or maybe it's not the best, but just be at the top of mm-hmm. people who try to do that particular hobby or whatever it is. And um, I remember I used to do like I used to be interested in boxing. And, oh really? Yeah, and I was thinking of all the hard asses out there. <laughs> like you know, there's so many bad asses, like there's no way you can beat everyone in the world. Yeah. But no, I think it comes down to I chose something, and that something for me is the Appalachian Trail. And I wanted to be good at it in, in comparison to the other people who try to do it as fast as they can. So I just chose that in my life to try to find some kind of excellence. Mm-hmm. You know, some it holds me responsible. Um, every action I take each day is either a step towards that goal or a step away from it. So if I just drink a lot of beer every day. Um, I'm, I'm, like, doing something that's going to take me away from the goal, the goal. So, that goal of becoming excellent at something in life is keeping me accountable and giving me focus. Mm-hmm. So, it's just giving me some direction in my life. So, I have tailored my entire life around it. I pretty much... Um, it's, it's kind of everything to me, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, it's just about being... About showing that I can persist and... And, and keep on persisting and, and just even after I fail many times, but just keep on persisting because I wanna be really um I just don't wanna give up. I mean, yeah. It's hard, clearly. It's hard. I still don't know really. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, I think that I think I
0: just, that was a good answer. Like yeah. that was it's that's a tough question. It's yeah. very open ended and Yeah. Um I thought that was a great answer. And um it's so incredible. It really just is like discipline to the highest possible degree and like it's hard not to respect that like it's it's pretty incredible like a lot of things in life require discipline you know even what i do here consistently putting out content requires a lot of discipline but this is like on a whole nother level it's 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 pretty insane to me um and it's it's quite inspiring
1: uh, it's... I'll just say this, because I, uh, I do some like online run coaching, and I asked my client the other day, Tom, he's just signed up for his first 200-miler, and I said, why are you doing this? And he said, because every race I've done makes me a better person and makes me enjoy life more, and I'm doing this because I think it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So I really liked his answer, and sometimes you can maybe draw a bit more like sense from other people yeah. then you can produce yourself so I kind of like what Tom said so I'll go along that everything that I do which I feel takes some discipline and hard work but then finally is achieved kind of makes me a better person and makes life more enjoyable yeah and I think this is just the same as that
0: yeah, yeah. man it's that's so, that's so incredible like I'm trying to I don't even know how to follow that up like it really is like a hard question, and, and even like talking to just normal thru hikers, it's like a lot of the time it is even if you do know like what the reason is, like you feel it, it can even just be difficult to like verbalize that sometimes, you know. And um, I thought that I thought that was a great answer, and it's definitely like giving me something to think
1: about. Um, you know, like when you said um, like even just like normal through hikers. So when I was on the trail last year, I made sure I interacted with everybody that passed. So I said, "Oh, what are you doing?" um and some of them would say, "Oh, I'm just a section hiker. I'm I'm just this." And I'd say, "No, you take the word just out." Yeah. You know, because like even through hikers, like or no, I think you said normal. Yeah. Just normal, but yeah, I think just take that just out because everyone for me what through hikers are achieving that individual person hiking that trail i'm not doing anything greater than like a woman um or uh, in her like uh, middle age or an older guy or a young kid i'm not doing anything better than any of these guys you know because every single through hiker has their battles along the way and the constant ups and downs and the Temptation to step off track, oh, and just yeah. quit, and and so I mean, going for the speed record and completing the Appalachian Trail as a thru hiker it's just the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a different situation. Yeah, and, and I'm not even going to say a different level, it's just a different situation. Yeah, because someone's gonna, uh, I'm gonna have battles and so are thru hikers. So I really identify a lot with the hikers as well.
0: Yeah, so I it's, could- no,
1: it's, Yeah, it's not just like you know just through hiking is through hiking I appreciate sure.
0: that yeah um I appreciate that um so I guess since you you just called back to your section hike there last year um I've I was meaning to ask you like so 450 miles how long did that section hike take you obviously you were just going out like a <laughs> just a normal here I go again you know what I mean just like a, I'll say a regular yeah. non-running uh, pace I'm assuming right yeah, yeah how long did it take you to do that 450 oh
1: man you know the good I mean, roughly I mean, I, no I'll be honest I like I did not even know <laughs> even, okay yeah I didn't even measure time I just uh, so you were really
0: just totally immersed in the
1: yeah I, I mean I was with the hikers partying with the hikers uh, I was drinking beers and uh yeah, I was like having fun with other ways and stuff. Yeah, you know, and um, just joining in with everything that was going on. Uh, so I, I yeah, kind of lost track of time. Yeah,
0: okay, I gotcha. Um, were there anything besides just like learning more about the trail and the culture and stuff like that, which I'm sure has a lot of value, even in terms of the FKT? Um, I don't know. Was there anything from that section hike experience that you feel is has been beneficial for this like next attempt here
1: yeah so a thousand percent yes because when i was I, as i said as you're running past when you're doing a, an fkt you're running past the group group of tents and there's people that are sitting down talking and and you just see it and you go past it and you want to be you want to be one of those people yeah you know i got to experience what it's like to be sitting down next to my tent talking around the fire so no longer for me is it a mystery of what it feels like to do that it's good to have experienced it so in a way when i pass that group of through hikers i'll appreciate the time that they're having but it won't be a mystery to me yeah which is good because i've been there and done it that's so that's
0: that's not that's not an answer i was expecting at all but it makes total sense like that's that's so cool. So, it's, it's almost like, you know, mentally, it'll help.
1: Yeah, because that's the thing. Uh, when, prior to the, the section hike, everything was a mystery. Whenever I saw a stealth spot, I thought, well, I wonder what it's like to put my tent there, mm-hmm. And it'll, and I'd have to keep on wondering. Yeah. but. Um, after you know that section hike I, I did some stuff camping and you know so now I know what it's like so it's not a mystery which is good because it doesn't mentally pull you back so much you 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 often yearn for what you don't know what the experience mm-hmm. is whereas if you had lived it you could just actually say actually these are my memories from those experiences
0: you don't, you don't think it could go the other way potentially like now that you have experienced it and you know what it's like and you know that's pretty sweet it wouldn't I don't know, throw you off mentally in that way because you kind of know what you're missing more at all?
1: Well, I I mean, I've definitely, you know, in my training, uh, tried to simulate what it's like to be on an FKT. So, you know, uh, I went out yesterday. I did part of the uh, presidentials just up to Hut. You know, and I went past all the views and just, you know, there was hikers sitting and they were looking out and and having fun, and I just ran past everybody. (laughs) Just smiled at them and looked at the view and carried on and said, Yeah, yeah, I hope not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't think so. Um, What time were you at the hut? I wonder if we were close to each other because I was up there yesterday too.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, actually, when I went in, did you get the free trail mix?
0: no i didn't i only i just stopped in for a second and took a piss and pretty uh, much went up to the top of pierce
1: okay yeah um no it was dead when i went in there i, <laughs> I guess i would have seen you but i did see a and bun for like five dollars <laughs> oh that's too expensive <laughs> that's quite a bit then i saw some charlamix for free so i grabbed that 500 calories oh there was, you go yeah um now I forget, I think...
0: You were probably that, up there before me, I bet I was well, kind of I finished at, like, 12, oh, 15,
1: yeah. so I was probably up there at about, like, 11 or something.
0: Okay, yeah, you beat me. I, I hadn't even started yet. <laughs> I didn't start till like, probably 3 o'clock or something,
1: but... Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyways, um, we're getting towards the end here, but before we get into a story, I just have one more, more like, silly question. Mm. Uh, you've probably been asked this before, maybe, but, um, so has there ever been a time where you've been running maybe even on your attempts where time is really of the essence, but really just any run doesn't have to be on the AT for that matter. Mm -hmm. Um, where you've, you've encountered somebody else and like, maybe they're a little chatty and like, they're like kind of talking and talking, but like you got to keep moving. So you kind of have to be like, I don't know like find a way to get out of there without losing much time but also not being a, a douchebag obviously to the person has that ever happened before that just popped into my I head I mean it happened yesterday
1: really yeah I mean I- I got up to one of the um, open areas, and uh, I was looking around. I think there's an area where you get a little bit confused. There's quite a lot of flat rock on this open area. It's I think it's one of the first times you see Mesparhat. Hut. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do I pronounce that? I'm not even <laughs> sure. I think I think you got it right. M- mis, Mespa. Mespa. I don't know. Like something like that. Yeah, so Mespa and and I said to a guy, oh, "I was this the way for the trail," and he pointed me the other direction and said, "No, it's over there." and I said okay yeah and I mean I wasn't in a rush but also I'm not about to sit down and have a full conversation and then this other guy who was just soaking in the view said to me ah that's Mesfahat over there and um, and then I think he wanted to like explain to me uh, what the other um, you could see Mount Washington as well and I guess I'm kind of a polite person so I just stood there I listened to him and smiled and I was thinking in my mind that's great but I've got to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know. often I'm a pretty polite person so I think if it's 30 seconds and someone wants to tell me something I'll probably let that you know just be and you stay there for 30 seconds and talk but if someone wanted to stay for like five minutes I'd say you know I'm gonna
0: go yeah but yeah
1: I'm, I'm pretty polite most of the time
0: yeah <laughs> that's fine and I feel like probably too a lot of the time just because I've experienced this with the uh, limited amount of running that I've done like People when they see you moving, they kind of know, like, okay, this probably not. He's probably not in the uh, in the right place for a, a long drawn out conversation. Yeah. You know, when someone's running, you don't flag them down to start talking for thirty minutes. So
1: yeah, I, I, I don't know. How do you feel about this situation? So let's say this some is coming towards you, and you're running the other way. Um, how, for you, how how do you feel? about stopping and letting the hikers by because sometimes they automatically step to the side yeah. before you're even close to them. So then it's a given that you're going to go past, but sometimes they come towards you and then I feel obliged to step to the side. There's, I think what's the etiquette there.
0: They say if you're going uphill, you have the right away, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, i'm okay, kind of so torn it's, on that it's probably
1: more to do with like up or down than high yeah down yeah
0: but the way i see it is like in terms of that i've talked about this in some videos before but it's like and, and some podcasts too um i think it's kind of the uphill always has the right away i feel like that's kind of not i feel like you should just figure it out case by case like if there's an easier spot for someone to step over or to, to step off the trail and just take it um although my circumstances are obviously different I'm not timing myself and yeah. so usually even if I'm running and I see somebody coming I'll usually just look for a spot to step off and yeah. and you know just make that decision and then a lot of the time they they also just take it upon themselves but every now and then you get I had one yesterday where I came running up behind this couple yeah. and they saw me there like they knew I was behind them but they just kept going yeah and I was like maybe they're waiting for me to say something but like I don't wanna it just feels awkward to be like hey can you like get out of my or can you move so i can pass and so i don't know it's always a little especially like a day like yesterday like a weekend sunny day like everybody's out everybody's having a good time so it could definitely be a little awkward i don't know how do you handle those
1: yeah i take each situation individually i don't think there's a certain rule yeah and mostly um yeah, it's a very organic. It didn't, doesn't seem to fall one way or the other. That's
0: the way it should be. I never understood yeah. this. Uphill always has the right way. I, I mean, this is
1: the first time I've had that. Yeah, I guess there's some logic in there. Um, but yesterday when I was on the trail, there was this lady, and she was clearly moving really slow. Um, and then when she saw me, um, there was only room on the rock in front of us for one of us to go up at a time. And she like rushed. She she saw me coming, and there's almost. You could see she doubled her pace to get to the... Oh, best. really? And, um, you know, in that... And then I would have been behind her probably waiting for quite a long time when she's going to wait. She's actually not even going to have to wait for me because as soon as I pass her, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I kind of said, oh, is there enough room for me to squeeze past there?" And I just went past. But, yeah, I think sometimes most of the time it's like 99% friendly yeah eye yeah. contact you say good morning or whatever and it's good but sometimes there's a bit of an uncomfortable situation yeah for no reason
0: I know right it's probably just a little bit awkwardness on both on yeah. both parties it's kind of interesting I'm sure a lot of people listening have experienced this even if you're not running there's times where you're just hiking and you come up on somebody and yeah. it's a little bit a little bit awkward getting past I don't know it's funny but um, anyway so we're, we're towards the end of the episode here and um you reminded me that our last episode three years ago, I guess was one of the ones where I forgot to have my guest share a story at the end. Yeah. And I, I did forget to remind, uh, Christian this time until like right before we recorded, but thankfully he's, uh, he's listened to quite a bit of, of trail tales, So he kind of knows the drill. Um, so I don't know. Do you have a, do you have a story in mind?
1: Well, I guess I could default to the, um, bear story. Uh, It's not really that funny, it's just, I guess, um, not that it has to be funny, does it?
0: No, it could be be anything.
1: Yeah, so uh, I was, uh, I believe I was down in New Jersey, and um, one of the things that attracts me to the Appalachian Trail is the nature, and, uh, you know, I mean, I've never seen a raccoon. I I saw my first porcupine the other day, (laughs) Um, you know. I've been told by you to run if I see a skunk
0: yes (laughs) stay away from those (laughs) yeah
1: so when I first actually saw my first bear it was kind of life-changing I mean to see an animal bigger than you furry walking in the woods I mean man that's so cool uh so anyway I was in Jersey or somewhere and uh and just towards my left I just saw like a brown mass black brown mass and uh, I, I looked and it, it was it was a, I mean I guess everyone says this but it was the biggest bear I'd ever seen <laughs> and, uh, and it was walking and I could hear it breathing and it was um, feet were coming down on the trail uh, like crushing twigs and stuff and every single other bear and I'd seen a lot of bears up to this point always uh, sniffed me out uh, looked at me for a second and then run off right. and this bear didn't turn his head towards me didn't sniff me out um, clearly knew I was there and just carried on walking like really slowly and I, I, I kind of had this really eerie I'm in danger if I stay around here feeling yeah. like, this kind of um, instinctual feeling and uh, so I pulled my phone out <laughs> I filmed it for about 5-6 seconds and and then I kind of shit myself and I thought this is stupid so I just uh, started jogging very lightly not too fast and and, uh, kept on turning behind me to make sure it wasn't going to run me down because I think that bear could have just just totally destroyed me Yeah. (laughs) and and then it was really funny a few few minutes later up on the trail there was a long straight um, and there was a big pool of water and there was a bear having a bath that was really cool. Oh, I nice. And, and as soon as it saw me from a long way away, it just looks round. Yeah. So that's the difference between a, a, like an unusual character of a bear and the normal, you know, way a bear acts. Mm-hmm.
0: A that's pretty it. stark contrast, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I've still got the video and uh, I, I, I'm pleased I did record it, it as a pretty big bear. Yeah. yeah yeah that's my story
0: (laughs) man i feel like that's a rite of passage on the at it doesn't matter what form of a hike you're taking like everyone i mean it's pretty much inevitable if you hike the at the entire thing there's going to be a time where you're uncomfortably close to a bear it's always fine you know i don't think there's through hikers out there getting mauled but it's going to happen at some point like you're going to get close to you sorry the mauling is not going to happen to be clear um (laughs) Getting close to a bear is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I've never had like a sketchy one. Moose, I've had a couple sketchy ones, but um, I, I've been still pretty close to some bears that... It was in Shenandoah. I feel like they're so used to seeing people, they, they just don't care, but definitely some big old bears down there too. So I'm glad you're all right. I'm glad you got the video too. Um, Can I tell um, one quick? Yeah,
1: quick yeah, yeah, go Actually, for it, it. It just for came it. to my mind so it's a random story. That was... Um, when I was with the thru-hikers for that section, hand over to Katahdin, there was this uh, guy. He was about a decade older than me. I'm forty-six. Uh, I would have been forty-four. Um, say he was about mid-fifties. He okay. sold his house um, and everything, and he had just packed his stuff up, and he just wanted to hike all the long trails in America. Nice and forget his name Uh, it was a pretty cool weird name anyway he was hanging around with the dirty bubble as I was and the dirty bubble were a bunch of uh, like 20 year olds just partying and one night those guys all did like LSD and acid (laughs) and um, I joined in almost everything but I didn't take the acid you know what I mean <laughs> anyway this guy in his 50s did take the acid and I remember the next day or two days later he was a bit quiet and I said to the guys what happened to whatever the guy's name was yeah, yeah. Was uh, he took the acid and he couldn't feel it so he took a few more oh. and then after that he just curled up in a ball and lay there for 12 hours <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually a bit more of a funny story Uh, yeah that 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 was a good memory
0: (laughs) I mean I think it's so cool that like I don't know have you heard of any other like um, people going for FKTs that really took the time to immerse themselves in just the there I go again just the regular I don't know how else to describe it dude like
1: just the very (laughs) lowly
0: no I don't mean it in a demeaning way just like a you know, the regular Regular, form of the hiking. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Do you know of any other, any other people that have attempted FKTs who have immersed themselves in that? And maybe not before they were going for the FKTs, like when they were younger, I mean like while they were kind of in the midst of that whole journey.
1: You know, I know there's some record, uh, sorry, record attempters like Scott Jurek himself went back to go after the record in 21 so that's the year that we both failed after about a week i joined the through hikers and yeah he went back to boulder um and i mean i think it would have been really cool for him i think it was really therapeutic because i saw an interview for him back in boulder and and i got the feeling that scott scott jurick's that famous ultra runner who wrote the book north um i think that he really wants to experience through hiking and i think it I think, like, you should just do it. If you're an ultra runner and you're out there listening to this podcast, just go and hike. But I really can't say that I know anyone who's done that or who does it. Um, maybe I think Jeff Garmeyer, that mm-hmm. guy with the trail name Legend, he's like a through hiker and I an mean, yeah. setter. So there's, there's him. Um, and then I wouldn't really say String Stringbean, Joe McConaughey. Um, does through hiking, he does loads of FKTs, but maybe Jeff Gamay is the only guy yeah. I know. You know that guy? Don't um, you know of him?
0: I, I don't know personally, but yeah, I, I know who he is.
1: Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I can't think of anyone else, but I mean, the, it's so, it, it was so enriching for me. I mean, so if you set out uh, to do a record and you finish after a week, you've still got five weeks in your calendar. So what are you gonna do with it? Like, I mean, for me it was rehabilitation mm-hmm. to go back on trail. I, I just got rehabilitated with alcohol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and maybe a little actually no, you didn't you didn't end up doing the drugs too. I but, do <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> well dude, um thank you for doing this. Um it's been like so cool to like get to hang out over these last few days and I'm so excited. I'm gonna be following your, your attempts so closely and um where can where can people go find you on social media? Um, plug your coaching too if you want to. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that want to uh, keep up with you now after after hearing this. So um, where can people do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess the best way is to go to my Instagram, um, and it's uh, it's Christian Ultra. Christian is spelled like the Scandinavian way, um, without the C H. So it's K R I S T I A N. So Christian. And then the word ultra as in ultra marathon. So that's Christian ultra. And if you go to my Instagram, uh, there's this kind of thing, LinkedIn. And then you can go to my website, you can go to the live tracker. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, you, you can go and do that. And also, we're kind of, uh, my dad's got cancer actually at the moment and um, kind of trying to raise a little bit of money for cancer as well so like if anyone wants to send some money to GoFundMe that would be cool like anything after the hard cost goes towards that cause you know Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah actually it's, it's really nice just to mention my father as well Like, my dad is someone who's like never complained in life and yeah you know someone going after a record and this is enough pain for a lifetime and all that but I don't know any pain I'm sure when I get older and if I get cancer or whatever I'll find out what true pain is but yeah I don't want anyone listening out there to really um, take me seriously I mean there's people in this world who go through serious mm-hmm. pain so yeah just shout out to my dad who's uh, you know having a hard time and um, yeah anyone wants to check out my Instagram it's Christian Ultra and okay. everything's listed like all my other links are in there my email go and check out my coaching or whatever I'll, I'll start up after the eighty. anyone who wants to run their first ultra or anything like that I can help them out
0: awesome I'll have a link to his uh, Instagram in the show notes everybody um, sorry to hear about your father best wishes there of course yeah. and um, yeah thank you man I appreciate it. This was awesome. It's
1: been good hanging out with you. And also, likewise, uh, when you reached out to me, uh, I think that's the great thing about just, uh, you know, hiking and running. Just the two worlds colliding. Yeah. Finding this cool kind of, uh, yeah, like cool times. Yeah. Really enjoyable. For sure. For sure.
0: All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. I will see you next week.